0: The views, opinions, and advice expressed in this podcast are solely those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and positions of Patterson Media or the sponsors of this program.
1: wellness is there's unfortunately a lot of bad information out there about what people need to be doing to become fit and healthy
0: i spent four and a half years doing pole fitness like what pole dancers do but for fitness
2: we are mostly microbe, which means that there are more microbial cells living
3: in and around our body than there are human cells. There is lots of evidence that shows that optimism has positive effects on cellular immunity. Welcome to Choosing Wellness,
4: your one-stop shop for practical advice about how to attain better physical and mental well-being so that instead of just surviving, you're thriving. Choosing Wellness is powered by Patterson Media. In this series, we'll share a health journey and explore the trends and talk to the experts that will help you live your best life and we'll sure try to have fun doing it. In this episode, we talk about the importance of your immune system and gut health. We learn some science behind fitness. Rock climbing can be for everyone. And Life Unlimited's Stephanie Staples takes a positive spin on forgetting things. I'm Linda Freeman. Come join the journey of choosing wellness. Health Tag. We know hashtags help us link to content we're looking for in the world of social media. So we've created HealthTag. Like hashtags, we explore what's trending in the world of wellness. It's National Wellness Month, and with so many fitness trends and regimes out there, we thought it would be a great idea to go to an expert. Blake McDonald is the president and founder of Orange Theory Fitness, they support science-backed workouts. Welcome, Blake.
1: Great to be here.
4: There's a big push around instant result workouts on social media streams, and I'm not saying they don't work, but I want to talk to you about your concept and the science behind
1: what you do. Sure. Well, listen, every year there's a massive amount of research done on the human body, and quite honestly, it's response to different activity and exercise. And so There's tons and tons of fads and trends out there, so people do need to be a little bit careful. So we're at the gym right now, and the next trend we're gonna talk about is wearing a flannel to the gym. Like, are you mistaking the cowbell for the barbell? There's unfortunately a lot of bad information out there about what people need to be doing to become fit and healthy. What we're seeing is that research is now driving significantly better results for exercisers. So I'll use Orange Theory as sort of an example. Our proprietary technology, it's called OT Beats, which are devices you wear that monitor your heart rate and your movement during our workouts. And so we actually take that data and we push it up onto screens in our studio as you're doing your workout. And what it does is it provides moment-to-moment feedback for both our members and our coaches. And by doing this, we can sort of manage and refine the effort level that's put forth during our workouts and ultimately translate that into better results for each individual. Good, good.
4: I think there are two key things when it comes to exercise. You have to like what you're doing and it's not a one size fits all.
1: Yeah, 100% not. So you combine the fact that everybody's body is different with the stage of fitness and wellness that they're currently at. And what you're going to see is that every individual needs an approach that is unique to them to get the best results. Some people just want to be able to walk their dog without losing their breath, or they want to be able to do daily activities around the house or play with their kids. I think people have to be really careful when they look at all the information that's out there about what workout they should be doing. And ultimately, sitting down with a fitness professional, talking about your goals taking into account where you are currently, and then using proven workout techniques that can be individualized for your body type. Those are all things that we have to take into account if you really want to be happy with the fitness and wellness results you're getting from your program.
4: There's solid evidence that aerobic fitness ups the odds of living longer. Research suggests that just 30 minutes a day can keep you fit. And research also shows the importance of reaching your target heart rate, raising your heart rate. But for how long? And how do you know you're getting the most out of your workouts, Blake?
1: We kind of have to go back to like, what does exercise actually mean? You know, the very act of exercise means that you're pushing your body to some state of activity that's beyond rest. The number that we kind of hear is that people need to exercise for 150 minutes per week. You know, you've got to be able to sustain a level of activity for that amount of time, which means that it can't suck, right? You can't absolutely hate it. So for example, during a one hour workout, you shouldn't be working at max heart rate the whole time. We want you to achieve your max heart rate for only 12 to 20 minutes. And that creates the amount of sustainability and it makes it actually fun, but also maximizes the calorie burn both during the the workout itself, but also after the workout. After the workout, your body goes into what's called EPOC. The technical term for that is excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. It's essentially a state whereby your body burns fat calories at a 30% higher rate for up to 36 hours post-workout. It becomes sustainable because you're working hard for certain parts of the workout, but then you're sort of backing it off and you're finding a training zone that's comfortable and that you can sustain So I think the key is finding a structure to that workout that really works for people and making it so that it's fun and it's enjoyable enough that they can do it on a regular basis and ultimately hit that 150 minutes per week.
4: There's no doubt for many people, enjoyment is key to continuing with any exercise regime. But so important for people to understand that movement, exercise, is key to longevity. And choosing wellness in your life will make a world of difference. How do you ensure people will get results?
1: What we do is within the team that builds the workouts, we have exercise physiologists, cardiologists, we have doctors, essentially a medical advisory board. And so they build the workout to sort of push people into various different heart rate zones. Again, going back to what we kind of talked about the goal is to maximize your calorie burn during the workout and achieve that epoch after the workout to do this. Our technology provides that second-by-second feedback of what heart rate you're in at any point during the workout. A lot of what we do is based on medical science. We use medical professionals to build our workouts, technology, science, and ultimately coaching to get the best results. But that's the science behind it for sure.
4: Now more than ever, we need to understand the importance of exercise for our physical and mental well-being. We know our healthcare system is under incredible pressure.
2: These are the final days of the Canadian healthcare system as we know it. It is collapsing. Is that an exaggeration? Maybe, Maybe. but Lauren and I have spent a lot of time in emergency rooms and doctors' offices, and we can firmly say that they are short staffed and there is a flood of patients.
4: We need to see that prevention is the best medicine. People need to take control of their own health and do the right things to stay healthy. Do you agree, Blake?
1: I will say this, in this country, I think we talk a lot about the fact that we have an overburdened healthcare system. I think more onus needs to be put on the individual and people need to start taking responsibility for their own personal health and fitness and wellness. And I think we need to do more as a society to encourage people to take responsibility and get back into a fitness routine. It there. we're really trying to work with different governments and different groups to make sure that message gets out there. That's why your podcast is so great. It's got a great message to it. We've got to continue to try and raise the awareness that people need to do that.
4: Blake, you've been in the fitness industry a long time. What do you want to say to people to give them that nudge, that kick in the butt? to make the commitment to a better life through exercise, not the quick fixes that are advertised. People don't seem to want to put in the work, but the work is what can make us healthier, not taking pills.
1: Those weight loss pills are, I mean, they might be great for certain things, but there's a lot of side effects with them. And at the end of the day, you're not doing what you need to do for your heart. And you're doing nothing to extend the usable amount of your life, like the active amount of your life. You're not building muscle mass. You're not doing what you need to do for your heart. You're not building the things that you need to do to live a longer, happier life. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to provide you, is is a better, more active ability to do the things you want to do today and in the future. And I think Canadians need to start thinking about that.
4: Thank you, Blake. Thanks. Being real. Judy Mayhew lives in Nanaimo, British Columbia, on Vancouver Island. At 76 years of age, Judy knows the importance of staying fit, and she's climbing her way there. This is Judy's story. This is Being Real.
0: I knew nothing about climbing at all, but I do like movies and going to movie festivals. And there was a film festival at the Vancouver Island University and it was called Real Rock. And it was all shorts about climbing. And I thought, oh, why not? So I went there, and I saw a short that just astounded me. It was older women in Scotland who had had a climbing club since 1908. And these women, it showed photographs of them climbing outdoor rock in long dresses. And I was just absolutely captivated. And I thought, wow, if they can do that, Surely I can climb indoors. So within the next week, I called up Romper Room (laughs) and set up a time to come. I immediately took a course because I thought, well, I better know what I'm doing at least and get some tips before I start going up. And you have to go home and practice, which I did. I practiced for weeks and then I went back and I finally passed my belaying course But then I decided what I really like (laughs) is going up the wall on my own and it's just fabulous to be in the gym first thing in the morning when they open and nobody's there and I can attach myself to one of these automatic delay machines and I can just play in the gym. It's just magic. (laughs) What I've found is that I love being on my own. I'm a little bit of a loner, and so when I go in there and climb on my own, I'm absolutely happy. What I love about climbing is the puzzle that is involved in getting to the top. As you're going up, you forget how high you are and how difficult it is. You just look at the wall and try to figure out, well, I can see a handhold above me. But how can I get there? And so you're really, really concentrated on the wall. And you're right in the moment. And I love it. I spent four and a half years doing pole fitness. Like what pole dancers do, but for fitness. And I have a pole in my own house. So I practice that almost every day. I get curious, you know, and back. When I was 71, I saw an article in the local newspaper that said a circus that was opening up a shop in Parksville. And so I contacted the owner and said, you know, I'm a little old for this, but what do you think? And she said, oh no, it's fine, come on in. So I started The Beginners, and it was so great. You get fit very, very fast that way. My absolute favorite slogan from back in the late 80s, was the Nike. Just do it. Honestly, I live by that. Just do it, because you'd be amazed what you can do. When you get on the wall, even if you only go up halfway, it doesn't really matter, because you're really getting fit, and you're getting involved in another community. So, absolutely, just do it.
4: Thank you, Judy, for being so inspiring and showing others that you can just do it. For the story on the climbing gym, Romper Room, that Judy mentioned, check out the podcast Amplify Canada, Season 2, The Sweat Chronicles. How to Choose Wellness Most of us know that the immune system is important. It protects your body from harmful substances, germs and cell changes that could make you ill. Nicole Gordon is a nutritionist and a nutrition scientist with Herbaland. Welcome, Nicole. Let's start with an explanation of how the immune system works.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Of course, this is like a huge question because our immune system is extremely complex. Our immune system essentially functions in a two-layer system. So the first layer of that is something called our innate immune system. And this is the most basic immune function that we have. Our skin is part of our immune functioning. Our stomach acid, mucus, saliva, Mm -hmm. even tears, all of those help keep pathogens outside of our bodies. And then the innate immune system is actually responsible for activating the second part of our two-layer immune system, which is called the adaptive response. The purpose of this is to destroy or eliminate pathogens or limit their growth. The adaptive immune response uses something called immunological memory. So it basically helps your body from getting reinfected with those same pathogens. Sometimes it's a virus, sometimes it's fungi, or sometimes our bodies might recognize things like pollen or gluten or peanut proteins. And that's where allergies come in. So the adaptive part of the adaptive response comes from antibodies. Our bodies will basically look at those antigens and create a response and create antibodies. So when they're reintroduced into our body, like if we get reinfected, our body knows how to respond to them. So that's a quick overview on how our immune system works.
4: Basically, how does our immune system get weak? There's a few different ways
2: and a few different things that might affect our immune system. There are things like oxidative stress, which would be like drinking alcohol or smoking, like doing those things in excess will cause oxidative stress and then they'll cause damage to our immune functioning cells. Anything that's pro-inflammatory. So basically you're triggering an immune response and then basically your immune cells are functioning inappropriately. So pro-inflammatory things would be things like stress. And then certain foods also will be pro-inflammatory. So like red meats, unfortunately, are quite pro-inflammatory. So when they're eaten in excess, refined grains and sugary foods are quite inflammatory. Another thing is not getting enough sleep. So your sleep is kind of like your regeneration time. So the less of that, just like the less time you have for your cells to regenerate. And then lastly would be inadequate intake of antioxidants from foods.
4: I sit here and listen to that list, and it's a number of things on the list so many people don't do. Yeah. So it's not a surprise that we see weakening immune systems. Let's just talk overall how directly related nutrition is to the immune system.
2: Of course, good nutrition is important for proper immune functioning. We do continuously see people who have a poor diet, they will get more frequent colds. Mm And this is just simply because Uh the nutrients we get from food are necessary for cell function and uh, cell functioning and cell communication. It's just as simple as that.
4: And there are certain foods that we should incorporate into our daily diet that can really help support the immune system. Can you give us an overview on some of those? To be completely honest,
2: it's nothing groundbreaking here. We're not reinventing the wheel, but simply like a good, well-rounded diet is going to be the best for proper immune function. So when we're talking about specific nutrients, I would say basically all of your B vitamins, vitamin C, D and E, minerals, minerals. We've got zinc, selenium, and copper, and also protein is really important. So yeah, all of these nutrients that I've mentioned are important for antioxidant production. They're important for immune cell functions and also proper growth and cell division. If we're talking about specific diets that we need to be following, I usually suggest something like the Mediterranean diet, which, again, it's super basic, but it's rich in fruits and vegetables, whole grains, plant-based oils, and a good amount of protein. There's so much good evidence that this is one of the best diets that we can follow.
4: One of the things we also hear about all the time now is our microbiome, our gut health. Mm -hmm. So can you kind of talk to what that is and the importance that it plays in all of this? So
2: just like a quick intro on what our microbiome is, it's a term that is used to refer to the trillions of microbes that live in and around our body. A fact that I always find fascinating is that we are mostly microbe, which means that there are more microbial cells living in and around our body than there are human cells. Basically, we have a symbiotic relationship with these microbes. They benefit from us and we benefit from them. Recent research has really been focusing on our gut microbiota and how they are important for our, our everyday health, really. And we're really just beginning to understand how much of an impact they have. The microbes in our guts help us digest food, of course. They also help to maintain our intestinal wall. So restricting microbes and pathogens from entering into their body when they shouldn't be. And then another thing that they do is they produce a whole bunch of different metabolites, including something called short-chain fatty acids, which are highly anti-inflammatory. So when I was talking previously about how things that are pro-inflammatory can affect our health, basically inappropriately triggering immune response, short-change fatty acids have the opposite effect. They're anti-inflammatory and help to calm the immune system.
4: As you mentioned, Nicole, so much of this is just our natural diet. It's It's really what we should be eating. And there is a lot of people that don't get the right nutrients through their food. They're not getting enough sleep. They're not doing all the things that they should be doing. So then we can start looking at Supplements, And I know there's a lot of research around this now. If you're healthy and you're eating well and you're doing the right things, maybe not so much. But if you know that you're not putting the right things into your body, supplements can be really beneficial. Can we talk about that?
2: One really big misconception about immune boosting products is that they just need to be taken during cold and flu season, which it's just not the case. It's often way too late to be doing that. So if you are one of those people who need immune support, they really should be taken year round continuously. Zinc is one of my favorites to recommend because it's so important for basically the communication between your immune functioning cells. I usually suggest something like 10 milligrams of zinc. It's not a super high dose. If you take too much of it, it can have a negative effect on the immune system. So it really needs to be in a balance. It's cyclical so you do three months on three months off so there's not an inappropriate buildup of zinc in the body another one that I love and this is something that my mom gave me as a kid and I think a lot of people who you know had those like natural hippie moms probably took this when they were kids (laughs) it's echinacea there's lots of research on echinacea that supports that it helps protect against respiratory infections And again, take it all year round. And if it's taken continuously, it can decrease the risk of catching a cold or a flu. And then lastly, probiotics. It's never gonna hurt. I take mine daily. I am a healthy individual. I make sure that I'm taking probiotic containing foods, but it's like a security blanket for me to make sure that my microbiome has all the support that it needs
4: just as a general question, as a nutritionist, Nicole, have you seen good results from people who do actually incorporate supplements into their lifestyle?
2: Absolutely. I can speak about a TikTok video of ours that it actually was someone who just took one of our products. It was about this time last year. She was severely anemic and for her entire life, the highest her iron levels ever got, I think it was like an eight. It was very, very low. And for her, that was a success. She started taking our Iron Plus gummies. Before this, I think she said her iron levels were a three. And then she starts taking it. And I think it gets up to like an 18 or something like that in a period of two months. So it's like highly effective. These gummies, you need to go get them now. My ferritin levels got down to a 1.9. They're supposed to be between 40 and 200. I just got blood work back. These babies have got me to a 30.4. 30.4. Thirty point four. There's tons of research out there that says that supplements can help us, not only with our immune function, but also with various other ailments we may have.
4: It's really incredible, isn't it, when you start to hear those types of stories. And with that, the question I would have is how long should you keep on a certain supplement to see that change? it definitely varies when we are
2: taking supplements and when we're talking about what exactly are they targeting what cells are they targeting even with the iron situation having results in a couple of months is amazing because red blood cell turnover is 180 days wow so when we're talking about effectiveness and seeing results with supplements maybe a month maybe even up to six months so like really give it a good go before you decide that this thing is not working for you
4: Thank you so much for your perspective and insight and helping overall make us healthier and lead happier lives. Thank you, Linda. Life unlocked. Let's unlock some of the vitamins we should include in our diet to help strengthen the immune system. Vitamin C is one of the biggest immune system boosters of all. Vitamin C acts as an antioxidant, meaning it can protect your body from toxins that cause inflammation in your body. Some foods you can eat to up your vitamin C include oranges, of course, red peppers, grapefruit, kiwi, broccoli, and brussels sprouts, just to name a few. Vitamin B6 is known to be vital to supporting your immune system. One of its major roles is producing white blood cells and T-cells, the cells in your body that respond to fight off viruses and bacteria. Try adding in chickpeas, salmon, tuna, chicken, turkey, bananas, cottage cheese, and squash to up your vitamin B. Zinc is an anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. Researchers call it the gatekeeper of your immune system because it's responsible for making all your immune cells function properly. Foods rich in zinc include oysters, lean cuts of beef, pumpkin seeds, Greek yogurt, and shrimp. There is also dietary selenium. It gives a one-two punch for keeping you healthy. Researchers say it not only activates your immune system when there's a threat, but it also tells it when to slow down to help your immune system from going overboard, which can help protect you from chronic inflammation and autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's disease, and psoriasis. Brazil nuts, tuna, halibut, oatmeal, lentils, peas, and seeds are all good food options. If you're serious about keeping your immune system healthy, talk to your doctor, a nutritionist, or dietitian to get on the right track. Life Unlimited with Stephanie Staples. All right, always here to give us a great perspective on life. It's time to recharge, re-energize, and revitalize with our nurse-turned-motivational speaker, Stephanie Staples. Welcome back. Hey, any day I get to talk to Linda, it's
3: a good day in my books.
4: I really enjoy it as well, Steph. I almost feel like it's like kicking back. You know, if we were together, we'd either have a cup of tea or wine or something as we talk through all these really neat ideas to keep people motivated, to keep them understanding the importance of themselves and their
3: overall wellness. And you threw something at me. Yeah, first of all, I'm going to say, like, I, just, I love when we have these conversations too, because I feel like we're just sitting there on the kitchen table having a chat or sitting on the couch or yeah. sitting on the lawn furniture. So it's all good and casual and I love it. So this effect, it's called the Zigernick effect, and it's named after this Dr. Zigernick. I don't know if I'm saying it even right. Zigernick. Yeah, she postulated that people remember unfinished or interrupted tasks better than completed tasks. And I thought about this and I thought, oh my gosh, this is what we do to ourselves. We forget something or we don't complete something and we don't give ourselves credit for all the stuff that we did do, that we did remember, that we did well. We just pull out the thing that isn't done. And then how does that make us feel? This session is talking about your immune system, right? There is lots of evidence that shows that optimism has positive effects on cellular immunity. So I think this is a good connection. And what really kind of hammered this home for me is I took my grandkids. What? Grandkids? You sound so young. How could you have grandkids? I was
4: just like, come on. What do you mean you have grandkids?
3: <laughs> I took them to the pool. Now, they're three and two, and so there's a lot to this when you take the kids to the pool, right? Like, you have to remember a lot of things, plus yourself, change of clothes, diapers, snack, like, lots of things you have to remember, which I did. But we get out of the pool after playing for two and a half hours in the pool, and I'm showering everybody, getting us all ready, and what I realized is I remembered the swim diaper, but I forgot a clean diaper for my little Adeline to go home in. And I'm like, that's kind of a problem, right? Yeah, a bit. <laughs> the hub is in the other dressing room and I just decided to reframe. Instead of, oh my God, I'm so stupid. I'm so forget, how could I have forgotten a diaper for like a baby? Like, this is what I said to the hub. I said, before I tell you what I'm about to tell you, I wanna tell you all the things I remembered to pack for this swimming expedition. <laughs> Because there was a lot. Yes. So I tell him all these things I remembered. Mostly I'm telling it to myself, right? I'm just saying, Steph, look at you. Like, you did good. You remembered all this stuff. But I did forget, you know, a home diaper, which is a bit of a problem. But I'm very resourceful. And I just went back out into the pool and found somebody with a kid about the same size. And I'm like, hey. And they lent me a diaper blah, blah, blah. That's a happy ending to the story. But the moral of the story is, and same thing where you get in your car and you're like, oh, I forgot my sunglasses or whatever. And you drive, you like, instead of that, what if you said, oh, I just remembered my sunglasses and you go back into the house and you get them. Or, I just remembered my laptop. And you go, instead of, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. What I'm saying here is, so what would it be like if we just started focusing on the things that we did do right in a big way. And then, oh, we forgot this little thing. Oh, well, I'm human. That happens. What can you do? Instead of going, I forgot this one thing. And well, I did remember all this. No, like, how about we flip it? This is so good. Because I do this all the time.
4: Like, oh my God, you're so, how could you have forgotten that? It's quite often my cell phone. And I'm like, how? linda because i remembered this 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 and this but i never look at that as a positive i just think oh i'm so dumb to have forgotten something as important as a cell phone when my children need to get a hold of me
3: and would you ever say that to your children oh my god you're so
4: dumb you forgot your cell phone again of course not i would be like you know, you must have had a lot going on and you know
3: just remember next time to do that checklist before you leave the house so let's talk about grace what if you just gave yourself that same grace yeah and what if you just went you know what i'm hopelessly human just like everybody else and why would i expect perfection from me and not from everybody else that doesn't even make sense when we do stuff like this why do we just completely beat ourselves up that's a really good question
4: why do you think? I think it's just the way we're programmed, right? Like we look at the negative so often. And if we could just flip and look more at the positives in life in general, this would be good for so many things. And I would
3: say it's also good for our immune system because you're in a much more positive state. Mm -hmm. And the reason we see things negative as a whole in our world is for our own psychological safety right it goes back to fight or flight we're worried about is this safe can we go here do we have to be aware of this so that has got us on high alert that's supposed to happen it's how culturally we are it's how we are raised it's how we heard our parents talk i'm thinking it's more just habitual and it's a habit is something you started a habit is something you can break it's hard to stop it it's easier to change it so if we can start changing our verbiage And actually, so I'm staying with my daughter with her new baby. And she mentioned to me, she said, I've heard you call yourself stupid like at least three times. Like, oh, that's such a stupid thing to do. And I was like, I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I had no idea I was doing that. Like, I do a lot of self-deprecating humor and that sort of thing is my jam. But that she said that I literally use that word about myself. It's like, I really don't think I am stupid. (laughs) Was that a stupid thing to do or was it just a human thing to do? It's like, well... And again, we don't expect that level of perfection from anybody else. Why on earth should we expect it from ourselves? And how can we give ourselves a little bit more grace or self-compassion around that?
4: Yeah, giving us that space, that forgiveness, that it's okay to do these things. We're not perfect people. It's not a perfect world. Things happen. But it is all in how you look at it. It is the way we are in society. It's the way we've been brought up. It's just the way we've learned and we've created these habits for ourselves. So I think it's really wonderful to take a look at how we can flip that and just have that more positive outlook on things and not beat ourselves up so much. I love what you're saying.
3: And think about it from the perspective of, so if your partner came up to you and said, oh, I'm so stupid. I forgot my cell phone again. That's one way. And then you would react however you react. Or the way I presented it to my partner it's like, so guess what I remembered? (laughs) And then like, it's a whole different conversation, right? Like I've changed the whole dynamics of, I'm so stupid. I forgot a diaper to like, Look what I remember. Like, I did all this stuff right. Like, and it just brings a chuckle. It brings a lightness. It brings a levity to the whole situation. It changes the trajectory of where it's going to go. So, I, I just think that is a gift you can give yourself and your partner or whoever it is you're complaining. Because honestly, I don't want to listen to the person I love talk about themselves badly. No. It gets very old very quick. Like, do you think I want to have married a stupid person, a forgetful person, a dumb person? Like, no. Like, I want to know that I'm married a A strong, capable, sensible human being who forgets things sometimes, oh well so present it to me like that because otherwise it's draining for the other person
4: I think overall people on a wellness journey people who want to be better both physically and mentally which we should all be striving for it will give us that longevity and and will just lead happier lives and being able to laugh at ourselves and the things that we do rather than getting angry with the things that we do I think that that's a piece of knowledge and information that everyone should take and learn by Amen Amen sister All
3: right, anything else you want to say before we go today. I always want to say it's Stephanie Staples encouraging you to live your life unlimited. Woo-hoo.
4: Thanks, Steph.
3: Meditation Moment.
4: For a meditation moment, we'll focus on mindfulness and how being in nature is a wonderful place to practice mindfulness. Many of us throughout our lives have experienced a sense of profound awe, peace, and wonder when in a natural environment, often on vacation, that inspires us. Exploring mindfulness in nature is a healing practice that nourishes us. Take a walk in nature. Take a journey to any place that inspires you. Rest for a while in a comfortable and safe place. You can be seated or standing. Just take a moment to ground into the earth beneath you. Close your eyes, and try to feel your connection to nature. Take five to 10 deep breaths. Then allow the world around you to filter through each of your senses with openness and curiosity. If this seems like a lot for you to start with, bring a snack or a lunch. As you enjoy your food, spend at least 10 minutes just absorbing the world around you and see if you can notice the beauty of nature. Life is challenging, and choosing wellness in our daily lives may seem like adding to the already long to-do list. But together, we can make it easier. Join us on the next Choosing Wellness as we explore living with pain and so much more. I'm Linda Freeman. Let's connect again soon. As together, we take the journey of choosing wellness. You've been listening to Choosing Wellness, an initiative powered by Patterson Media, designed to inspire and motivate a healthy life. For more information on this program, go to pattersonmedia.com and everythinglifestyle.ca. Another Everything Podcast production. Visit everythingpodcast.com, a division of Patterson Media. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast.